0: Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Well, happy Friday, everybody. What's up? My name is Indy, and the gentleman next to me here, well, you can't see next to me, because I guess he would be next to me in Discord. That's Mr. Jay Powell from the Powell Group. And below us is we have Larry from Nighttime Studios, and this is Indie Game Business.
1: Welcome back to the show, Larry. Larry's one of my very best friends in the industry. So it's always nice to have him on, but you've got like awesome news that I want to talk about in depth. Tell us, we can start with the whole, you know, tell us where you, how you got into the industry. We've done that once or twice before, but give us the short version. Sure. So uh, tell us the good news
2: absolutely i've been uh, in the games industry for 21 years um worked for uh stardock systems uh worked for gamestop uh uh for a couple of years and uh for the last seven and a half almost eight years i've been um, oh, director of business development at night dive yeah jay uh, time sure goes wow. <laughs> time sure goes goes fast when you're uh, when you're having fun um recently uh i have been named uh, along with uh with with my partner at night dive steven kick Um, as executive producers for the upcoming live action tv series based on system shock um, that's coming from our friends over at binge so
1: for those of you those folks who don't know what night dive does and what the specialty is there tell us what makes night dive special
2: so, so those people that don't know what Night Dive does must be living in caves someplace. But um, we are, uh, we're, we're one of the foremost companies in the industry. We specialize in restoring and modernizing classic games. Um, some of the titles that we've done uh, beginning in, uh, in kind of reverse chronological order, uh, Quake and Doom 64, which we were the developers for, uh, for the publisher Bethesda. Um, we've done Shadow Man. Um, we have an up, upcoming Power Slave uh, Exhumed game coming out. Um, and our flagship product is a complete remaster of the 1994 classic game System Shock. And that's the uh, that's the basis for the live action show.
1: All right. So I'm going to get the elephant question in the room out of the way first. Is there any update? Is there any status on No One Lives Forever?
2: Um which it's in progress <laughs> oh, that, 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 that is progress though. we um, we're continuing I mean that is uh, that that is you said the elephant in the room for, for us is the the kind of Holy grail um, we're continuing to have discussions one of the things that that we do um, is we we try to untangle some of the legal knots that prevent these games from um, from being restored to, to modern audiences and that one is particularly thorny in that it involved not one, not two, but three of the largest companies in the industry, um, and so any coordination between those companies, as you might guess, um, involves a whole lot of lawyers. Whatever the plural of you know, if if it's a gaggle of geese, uh, it's a litter of lawyers. Um, there's a there's a whole lot of them. Shit, shit does. That,
1: that's how many. That's it's always because I uh, remember I sent you in. text a couple of a couple of weeks ago because somebody made a comment about it on twitter and you're like no 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 somebody
2: somebody somebody makes a comment about it um all the time so um it is it is it that's that's exactly what night dives mission is um for for those who who might not be familiar with us if you've ever seen the logo um we have an undersea logo Uh, uh, night dives entire mission is to bring back um restore Classic games that have been lost in the depths of the murky ocean of rights. And, and you're very our, successful at it. That's
1: one of our success
2: stories is, is, has been System Shock. Yeah.
1: So we're seeing a whole. I mean, the the whole the TV getting a TV show based around System Shock is awesome in and of itself. But we're seeing it in a this evolving landscape—I don't know if COVID has accelerated or whatever. There's more and more of these specialty channels coming out. And yes. So, tell us a little bit about how this whole deal came around, so, and and your partners as well.
2: Sure, absolutely. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start off in um, in reverse order. Um, Stephen Kick and I from you know from the Night Dive team have both been named as as executive producers, and I'll talk a little bit about about what our roles are. Um, but the main guy, the, the creative mind driving the project itself is Alan Unger. Um, his, the title is producer and chief content officer for for Binge. Um, if you're a, a movie fan, you may recognize Alan's name from his debut movie, Tapped Out, which was um, an MMA drama that Alan wrote and directed. Um, Or you might know him from his more recent work, um, certainly gaming fans will, from his more recent work, uh, the Uncharted live-action fan film, um, which was very, very well-received. One of the quotes that that that's come up, The Verge, um, referred to it as the only good video game adaptation. So Alan uh, Alan came to us and and truly impressed us with his knowledge of, of System Shock, both of the game. And of the history of the IP, and his um, commitment to make something that would that would live up to the reputation of System Shock. And I perhaps I should back up again for, for any members of the audience that that might not be aware of it. Uh, but System Shock, uh, 1994 game, um, seminal game, um, launched a whole series of, uh, of of other franchises, including you know Thief. Um, uh, Deus Ex takes its pedigree from there, um, and of course the the Bioshock series of games. So, you know, really important game, um, but again, it was done originally with uh, 1994 technology. Um, when we uh, we acquired the rights, um, the right the rights came over to us in um, in dribs and drabs, so to speak. Originally, um, Night Dive uh, was launched uh, for the purpose of uh, restoring System Shock Two. Um, the next game in the in the in the classic uh series uh bringing that back to audiences on uh, gog first and then um on steam and that was really successful and again um that was uh that was what the the company was was really built on um we acquired uh the rights to uh to to the system shock franchise after that and have begun restoring um system shock as well there are what we call enhanced editions. Those are the original games, but with some modifications to make them more accessible, more playable um, for for modern audiences. So the original System Shock, for example, um, didn't have mouse look, which, um, you know, if you ever tried to to play that, and and that is still available, um, that's still available as part of the, the, the package with the enhanced edition. If you ever try to play the the, uh, the original version, it's very difficult for for modern gamers who have certain you know expectations on on how things work. Um, so we've done those expanded editions uh, of of those games. System Shock Two EE will uh, also be coming out, um, and we're also working on a uh, VR version uh, of System Shock. So hmm. that's that's kind of the System Shock universe. Um, that said, you know we have a, a lot invested in this IP, and. Um, you know, Alan has just been absolutely fantastic to work with, but it's it's really clear that he, he knows the IP, he knows the, the history, and he knows what, um, what our, our vision is.
1: So what, tell us a little bit about Binge, just the high level, because we see, like I said, we're seeing more and more of these sponsors, these specialty shows coming out, and that one's obviously particularly interesting to to this industry.
2: Right. Well, so so Binge is, as, as you've noted, it's going to be another streaming channel. Um, uh, Binge is uh, really focused on and dedicated on on shows around gaming IP, which which makes Alan um, just a great person for, for the position that he's in. Um, somebody that really is is uh, at first, you know, at his heart, uh, a gamer as well as uh, a film producer. Um, and, and Binge is going to have um, more shows coming out. I don't want to speak for them. Night Dive and Binge are two separate entities, but very exciting to see, you know, to see video games um, getting the treatment that that they deserve uh, and being ported to, to film.
1: So what goes into doing something like this? Because Obviously, a TV show or a movie for an IP is is that holy grail of ancillary rights deals. Yeah, how, how do you even go about getting getting one of these things started?
2: Well, so uh, you know, again, um, again, a, a lot of the heavy lifting um, comes from from binge. Um, they're the ones that you know. Our responsibility is to make the game, but of course, we want to share assets and vision. Um, binge, because this is a live action. Binge is, you know, the first steps are um, getting in the appropriate writer, and um, then and then the casting. And again, uh, Jay, I don't want to, you know, uh, um, it's not a question of you, you know me. I'm i likely to spill the beans, um, but I do not want to speak for for Binge. Um, but certainly, you know, at some future time, you might want to have Alan on as a guest. Um, I think he would really be uh, really impress you with his knowledge of, of the gaming ecosystem.
1: Well, that's always good to see that we are, you know, going into all sorts of different areas. And and we've seen, we've had some folks reach out to us on the consulting side recently that aren't, companies that aren't, you know, even remotely interested, I mean, involved in the industry, but are now wanting to get into the industry. My take on that is because, you know, last year when everybody, we were under a pandemic and all the other industries started you know trickling off or or getting impacted and then our industry was in some cases making so much money that companies didn't know what to do with it
2: we we always know what to do with it but but that (laughs) but that aside i mean you're right i i think that uh that the revenues the gaming industry in total last year during the pandemic certainly had a banner year i think the number that i saw was was something of uh, around 170 billion dollars um that that might be that might be off but you know What's a billion dollars here and there? Between yeah, we'll right? a
1: plus or minus. I'd say five billion on
2: that. Yeah, yeah. To say, so, yeah. Uh, so um, I mean, that's true, and and that certainly caught the notice of, of a lot of industries. You know, ranging from venture capital people who are now interested in investing in move in uh, in game development studios to the movie industry. Um, another part about that, and and one of the reasons why um, Night Dive had had a really good year last year is, as you know. We've always been a completely distributed company. Um, I uh, I tell people all the time, uh, only half jokingly, that that Night Dive you know never sleeps, but that's truer than you might think. I mean, our our team pretty much literally spans the globe. Um, we we go from uh, New Zealand up to Stockholm, Sweden. Um, we don't have any uh, any developers in uh, either the Arctic or the Antarctic or Antarctica, you know to this point but uh what the hell else is there to do down there besides you know play video games so exactly
1: so i mean how much how deeply are y'all going to be involved in this is it one of those where they're going to take care of everything but they're going to use you all as a reference you know for it or are y'all going to have are y'all going to be creating assets or or
2: so, so Steve's role in this, um, Steve's role in this is to really ensure that that there's a, a consistent vision between the video game and and the the the, the, the live action treatment of it. Um, we will provide whatever is is needed in there, and that's Steve is really is really the one that I mean. This has been his his life project. Um, you know, the System Shock. I guess I can call it now the system shock universe. Right. Um, so, so that's, that's really his area. I'll be doing the same thing that I do in the gaming world, which is to, um, make sure that person a has everything that they need and going out and finding person B that might be able to supply those things and, and coordinating those efforts. So, um, I tell people this all the time. And I don't, I don't know if we have anybody, um, Young that's looking to, to get into the into the video game business or anybody that's looking to get into um, you know live action work but um, but I've been saying this for quite a while and I know you've heard me say it if you uh, if you really really want to be part of the circus and you don't care how just put on your resume that you're willing to sweep up after the elephant right. <laughs> And, and, and that's a lot of, of what I do. You know, it's funny when I, when I tell people that, um, I work from home and this is my, um, this is my post COVID office because I, I can't get out to go to a gym anymore. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I tell people that I work from home and that I'm in the video games industry, you know, it sounds a lot more romantic than, than what it is. When I then explain to them that, you know, portions of my day are, reviewing contracts, meetings with lawyers, um, working on Excel sheets, um, doing forecasting and, uh, and always, you know, standing between, um, our development team and, uh, and our clients. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a lot less romantic than it sounds like playing video games at home.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, we do not have the luxury of doing what everyone assumes that you and I do, and we don't sit around and, and play video games all day. I mean, Maybe half the day, but not.
2: I I would, I would, I would say, speak for yourself. But you clearly are. But yes, yes, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah.
1: Larry once described our job. He and I work in very similar roles, as it can be summarized by, "I know a person," and that's pretty much what is, and that's the fun stuff. That's the what we do isn't the most. I don't want to say popular. There aren't a lot of co- people in the industry who do the things that you and I and those of us who have been in it in and, and the nexus of this for many years do. But we literally work in a position of the industry where we can say, "Hey, look, we have got this awesome game IP and, you know, it'd be kind of cool if it was a TV show and literally go out and make that happen." And there, that is
2: there there is that Jay, but but again, um I will tell you um I spent probably um half my time this week um we have a, a new developer uh, well actually he's uh he was somebody that was part of our team before um had to leave for for health reasons and has rejoined us i had to order um three dev kits for him um somebody's got to do it right and um um, if if you don't have any experience ordering developer kits, which are which are not the same as the as the units the store, but but as as scarce, um, if you if you if you think that that's uh, a one two three process, um, uh, it's not. You know, you you uh, you go in there and you go to place an order, and uh, and they they turn around to you and say, "What do you want the dev kit for?" To make games for your platform. <laughs> to fry eggs that's what we wanted for Um, was that was that was that a loaded question um but uh but that's you know but that's but that's a lot of it and it and it doesn't change in the you know funny thing is that it it doesn't change transitioning and i used the word film before which which you know it's it's just one of those funny things um i mean i don't think we've used film in you know and um i guess i can get rid of my my super eight projector um But, uh, you know, it, the, 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 there are tasks in the in the movie industry that are, are identical to the tasks in the game industry, at least in concept. It's just you're talking to different people. So th- that whole I, I know a guy, uh, I know a person is really true. You have to go out there and, and, and find who the right person is, who can help you solve a, a problem, and then, you know, get their attention.
1: So once this is all up and running, how long is it going to take them to put this show together
2: and, and have it launch? Um, would- there, there, is, there is no date assigned to it. I'll also tell you, um, <laughs> um, it, it's a funny part of, of the games industry. We at Night Dive never, um, ne- never set a you know, ship by date. We, we never say that. Um, but, but people in the industry fill those dates in for us. <laughs> um, you know the we don't we don't send game. Here's, here's a funny thing. And this is kind of a meta comment about about the games industry, but the same thing is true for the, for the film industry. Um, so so all the time, people are fans are pushing you. When is the game going to be out? When is the game going to be out? Um, how come the game is delayed? Why did you think it takes an extra month? How dare you? And then you ship a, a really good game like. Oh, cyberpunk 2077 um really excellent game sold a gazillion units and uh, and the first thing that people say is well it's not finished why didn't you take another month to finish <laughs> it or another? um and and that's that's fine you know companies that are independent like Night Dive, we can kind of push back on that we can tell people that uh you know particularly for for our strongest titles um the game will ship when the game is ready that's not, not always feasible, um, you know, Quake, for example, um, had to be done in time for QuakeCon. Um, but, you know, but, but more or less, um, our, our calendar is, you know, we're, we're going to try to get as close to perfection as we can and we're going to put the time in um, to make that happen the same thing is true uh the same thing is true in 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 films films sometimes have a a rigorous I mean, for, certainly for the publicly traded companies um one of the reasons that 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 binge really stood out to us is um they're not under those pressures right they they can they can take as long as it takes to to get you know to get the work the way we all want to see it be so that's a, a long non-answer, Jay, and, and I'm aware of that, but but that's the reality of it. My expectation um, is that it, it will be not too long, um, you know, rel- relatively short horizon for that. Uh, but, you know, we leave that in the hands of our partners. We're not pushing them to have it out by a certain date.
1: It's, it is one of the luxuries that you know, companies that are not beholden to a a ton of stockholders or, you know, these hard dates that you see with a lot of major studios and things like that, we have. We can do that. I mean, but at the the same time, you're right. There is that whole, we want it now. Well, wait, why didn't you just, like, fix these bugs? That has to come up a lot with, you know, the work that you all do on the game side because you are – taking things that like literally don't run anymore and, and getting them working and launching them out there. And you have one of the best community managers in the industry. How do y'all deal with, you know, the for lack of a better word, damn toxic gamer base that is out there?
2: I'll have some. I'll have some. Um, some news coming up, um, probably later this year or, or the beginning of next year uh, about about toxic communities. But we're really lucky, and, you, and you're right. Um, so, so first of all, uh, the person that you're talking about as as our community managers, as our best community manager, um, Carly Wetzel. And I'm calling it out. Um, Carly has been promoted. Um, she still maintains the community or has oversight, I should say, over the community. But uh, Carly has been, um, has been promoted as a producer and has been the lead producer on some of our titles. Oh, that is and awesome. We are, we are very, very grateful for the work that, that Carly does. Carly also maintains um, a lot of the, the back end systems, um, particularly the database and assignments. So she does a, a really fantastic, fantastic job on that. Um, but you're right. I mean, Carly has done has done an amazing job. That we do not have uh, a toxic community. What's interesting is that if you look at uh, you know, I can't say that we 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 get go without complaints, you know, particularly on on um, on, on our you know, Kickstarter pages. But if you notice uh, the same people complaining, um, uh, you know, account for a, a high percentage. It's it's kind of that uh, that uh, Pareto principle, right? That uh, you know the 20% of the people do 80% of the work and 80% of the people do 20% of the work. You find that the complaints come from that while there may be a lot of complaints, they come from a, a small base. And the way that we handle that is we try to talk to them and explain to them on a one-on-one and using exactly the, uh, the analogy that I did, you know, of everyone wants the game out in a hurry, but everyone wants the game out bug free. Let's talk a little bit about, about bugs. Um, you know, so we've we've worked with you know we have our, our own QA department um, but we've also worked with the QA department um, at Bethesda you know over the last couple of games no matter how much you torture test a game when it goes out live when it goes out into the, into the world um, you know you might have 20 people in your QA lab running maybe 30 40 machines um, you know trying to test every possible scenario um, then you get the game out and it sells a million copies, and suddenly you're finding that there's this one video card that's 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 having a problem, or um, it only works. You know, the, the problem only occurs. Um, you know, on, on certain times. I mean, killing bugs is is really really hard. Um, those those little buggers run around quickly, um, <laughs> so uh, they just they just scurry away from you. But but that you know but but the the only thing that you can you can the only treatment that you can have to try to minimize you know how few come out and uh, are found in a, in a release game is by putting the time in. Um, you know we've had we've had uh, bugs come up that um, that only occur. Oh, in the last portion of the game, when you have certain items in your inventory, or you drop an item and you can't get out of a room, I mean, it's, it, it's an infinite number of scenarios. And to, to try to accomplish that, to try to, to, to find out um, you know, all possible variations, it just takes time.
1: It takes a ton of patience and, quite frankly, a bit of luck to go along with it as well, finding these things. It's, um, with all the new channels that are coming out for distribution, yeah, is that getting worse or are, I mean, I know PC, PC is always a clusterfuck. There's just so many combinations, all that sort of stuff is is nuts, but with the different stuff coming out in terms of like cloud gaming and live streaming. So, so Stadia
2: and, and Luna, um, you know, Google Stadia and, and Luna, um, it's a it's a whole new it's a whole new world there, and um, for companies that, that make games, um, it it is it is challenging. Um, you know, I, I uh, I'm used to you know somebody telling me that uh, that uh, when they play it on a on on a Linux machine running it through Wine, that there's a you know I'm used to that. When they tell me it plays fine on their Sony TV. But when they switch to their TCL, you know that <laughs> it doesn't. Work. Yeah, uh, that's that's something that's that's kind of beyond. And, and in, in those cases, Jay, as as you know, you know you kind of uh, shift the responsibility to your partners. And but that's that's why it's really important to have those partnership relations. Um, again, I'll, I'll mention something. You know, I'll mention just just talking about positives. Um, when uh, when Cyberpunk 2077 came out. Um, And again, it was it was absolutely a fantastic game as it shipped, um, even with even with the issues. Um, But, you know, my understanding is that people playing it on Stadia, it was absolutely error free. I saw
1: that as well. Which tells me that there's issues in PC configurations that they hadn't work through so yeah i mean before
2: before i got into the games industry um for 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 a time before that um i i sold um i sold computers we were uh, a white box oem manufacturer we had large clients all the way up to to general motors universities um but we we sold pcs and uh, i had a customer come into the store once and um we had you know we had a, a public facing storefront a customer come in and uh, and say to me very kindly that uh, that the reason that he loved doing business with with our company, with with me in particular, is because I knew so much about the latest technology. And I, I just remember stopping and saying, I, you know, I, I don't mean to be insulting, but you need to understand, I don't sell anything that was invented more than 90 days ago. So how much in-depth knowledge do you think I, I can have? Um, you know, yes, I, I read the specs and I can parrot them back to you, but um, you know that was back in the in the old days and if anything, it's gotten more complicated. That's also one of the reasons why there's been um, a transition to console. But you, you know you mentioned the streaming services. Um, you know, we're at a funny point now in in game development that um, if you're if you're going to make a game for the Sony platform, you really have to consider, whether you're going to make it PS4 or PS5, um, if you're if you're going to make a game for for the you know the Xbox, um, you really have to consider what versions you're going to use. We haven't had that come out with Nintendo Switch yet, but we might be on the cusp of that. That um, there there'll be multiple versions of, of the same console. Um, you know, did did you try it on the on the OLED screen?
0: Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST. To get twenty percent off your ticket.
1: Typically, you know, up to this point in the the industry, when the PlayStation Four came out, for example, there was a there was a fall off in development for the PlayStation Three, right? But we're not seeing that this time around, and there's, and- you know, having to decide whether or not you're going to develop for the PlayStation Four or the PlayStation Five or the Xbox One or Xbox X or S or whatever the hell version they're on S&M. Right now. yes i know yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> not not my job got it
1: that, that's the that's the other one i mean that's a fundamental difference are we seeing that primarily because of this whole you know lack of inventory or do you think we're entering a part of the industry now, or, or a time in the industry where we're going to literally have two or three different versions.
2: I I think that this is kind of a unique time. Um, I, I think that the the crunch um, uh, in the supply chain throughout um, has has prevented the, the you know the number of units of, of, of PlayStation Five we've sold, but but people who can't get them are hanging on to their PlayStation Fours. Um, I know for you know for companies like Night Dive, it, it wasn't. Um, a difficult decision, um, we're going to support, you know, just to make it easier, Gen 8 and Gen 9 of of the consoles. Um, uh, but that means that we're going to have essentially, you know, four versions of the game, two Sony, two Xbox versions of the same game. And we want the user experience, you know, to be as, as close to identical on those as, as we can, you know, as we can make it. So, with all of these platforms out there right now, especially
1: for smaller develop developers and smaller publishers, how can they go about making an informed decision on which platforms to prioritize?
2: Well, I think that they can. I think that they can look at at the user bases, but um, you know, backward compatibility is is also also something of of an advantage, and both Sony and Microsoft, to their credit have really worked on that in, in the, in the, in the current generation. Um, but it's, it's tough. Um, I would, I would say if you're a small developer and you're looking at what your options are, stick with PC. Um, you know, there's there the, the PC audience every, every year, every couple of years, somebody comes out and says PC gaming is dead and then the numbers come out and it, it sure isn't. Um, you know, so that's, that that's within in that space um but but otherwise you know the the only way to to make an informed decision is to is to do that kind of research and look at at the adoption um uh you know and 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 see who uh uh and and see who is who is the um you know who where where the largest audiences something that I, I learned back in uh, in the stardock days um we were uh stardock was uh, a PC only company back during the time that I was there, and, and uh, one of the things that we did is we tried to lower, you know, the the minimum specs um, required for, for a game as as far as we could to reach as wide an, an audience. Um, I know that when we um, when we shipped the first Turok game, so that's that's back in in twenty fifteen, um, before the game came out. Um, one of the concerns was, um, can people play it on a, on a laptop without a discrete video card? Um, and and again, you know, that was that was a bit of a challenge. Um, we were very fortunate. We had a great relationship. It's, it's again the the I know a guy, but uh, we had a great relationship with um, Intel as well as with you know AMD and NVIDIA. Um, for AMD and NVIDIA, you know, the concern is always, you know, do you have features? that um, are going to help us sell our our highest end card i mean of course that's you know i expect everybody that's in business to be to be looking to to you know selling their own their own things um you know but intel really was was great help in um in getting our games to work on intel um integrated graphics and if there are are people out there um if there are developers out there or or, or listening to to this this uh cast later um, one of the things that I recommend is, is Intel's got a, a set of, of tools um, for optimizing your game that are that are free, and uh, particularly if you're a small developer starting out, free is a is a great word.
1: Free, free is always a wonderful word. The we're also dealing with a thing of, okay. Do you want us to promote your high-end cards, but no one is able to actually buy your high-end cards. Right
2: well, that now? you know, it's funny that wasn't a challenge until um, a couple of years ago. That's not all um, COVID-related, but that's been hit by a double whammy of uh, of COVID and uh, and crypto mining. Um, that said, you know, the companies did step up and uh, they've made every effort on there. It, it's not it's not just a question of, of helping you sell the card. It's a question of if somebody has just bought a high-end um, AMD or um, NVIDIA card and, um, you know, has played the, the same game on their, their machine prior and now installs the new video card, they want to see that they got some bang for their buck. They yes. want to see that, that your game takes advantage of that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's something that that one can expect consumers to feel all the time.
1: All right, we got we got a quick question coming in from Twitch. Uh, are you guys hiring for programming positions over at
2: Night Dive? We are. We are set for the current time, uh, but um, there is a jobs at Night Dive Studio page. I would certainly um, I would certainly send your uh, your resume in or your your CV in um, because Night Dive has. We've we've got a lot of irons in the fire.
1: So let's dive into the world that that you and I do enjoy of of theory crafting. We've got all of this stuff coming in, and and, you know, you can I'm sure when binge launches, you're gonna be able to watch binge on your Xbox or your PlayStation. Yeah. With that and Luna coming in and Stadia, what sort of pie in the sky options for crossovers? Do you see, you know, when you all launch Steam on the same platform that you can access, you know, yep. the television series on?
2: I uh, there there are a couple of things um, that 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 I envision, and uh, you will you will pardon me on this. I'm I'm trying to remember. It was a um, sci-fi series that was out. It was on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, that was out. That had a tie-in to an MMO game. Um, and I'm I'm blocking on the name of it. I know what. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember
1: what the name of it is. It was it. on
2: Earth after the aliens have come, and there, um, they did some really creative things there, um, where events that happened in the show were later mirrored in the game, and events that happened in the game were later mirrored in the show. And I think that that is a, a really compelling vision. That's not something for night Dive and not something for right now. Um, but that's something that I, I see in the future. I, th- there was a thought that I had um, in, in prepping for this discussion this morning, and uh, um, it's just one of those those random, you know, what do they call it? Shower thoughts, right? Um, um, we we in our industry made a made a terrible terrible mistake years ago. We uh, we called our industry we called the products that we make um, video games, and um, what we should have called them was uh, interactive art because I, I think that that, um, that makes a lot more sense. Um, the graphics in games are, are now on a par with, um, if not exceeding the things that we do in, um, in animated movies. Um, we use the same technology. I shouldn't even say just animated, but we use the same technology. Um, both Unity and Unreal are used in, in filmmaking. Um, so, so those are, those are things that I see, you know, I see a a closer, a closer synergy on that. Um, I think that the vision of, um, you know, we, we've done a kind of poor job historically in, um, in in importing movie, um, or, or TV IP to, to, to games. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it was, um, disjointed creative visions. uh, I'm not sure about that, but, uh, but again, we, we are getting better and better about that. Um, who, wouldn't, who, who wouldn't want to uh, you know, watch a movie, walk out and say, I would have done it differently if I was a character in the movie, and then go home, fire up your PC or your console, and be a character in, in that, um, making different choices, um, you know, one way or another. I, I, see, I see more and more of a, of a synergy there. Um, yeah, you know, so maybe, I'm, I'm trying to avoid, you know, the return of the, uh, the F- FMV. <laughs> uh, um, but maybe, but we, maybe but we maybe, all love night trap. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, um, maybe we're ready. Maybe we're ready for, uh, a, a, a new rendition of that. Um, you know, something that's, that's a little bit different, a little bit higher quality on that. Um. You know so so i mean those those are but just as as a as a vision thing jay I, I see that as um as something that um that that has possibilities we also talked about you know this this new post covid world um i don't want to see movie theaters close um in fact uh this saturday i'm uh, i'm i'm going to go see dune it'll be the first time that i have gone to a movie theater um post uh, the, the, the 2020 you know meltdown. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that, but I, I think you made a really good point. Um, as, as close as, as the synergies have been before, if you're consuming, and you know I don't mean to be fancy, if, if you're watching your movie on your Xbox and you have the opportunity to play a game based on that same IP on your Xbox, now we're not talking about two different audiences. Yeah. We're talking about, about one audience and about being able to, to market it that way. They, all right. Speaking
1: of Dune, the No Man's Sky just had, which I'm back hooked in playing
2: again. The They just launched yesterday a crossover. Absolutely. And and bless them for that. I, I'm also going to say, um, I use Cyberpunk 2077 simply because it was a, um, a more recent one. But, you know, No Man's Sky probably did release a bit earlier than that it should have but if you stay with it and you stick with the developers and you give them the opportunity and again the the one thing that you can't replace is time you know they do a damn good job of getting it right yeah i mean we see that from from your friends at
1: bethesda too i mean everybody yeah. flagged on fallout 76 when it launched but the reality is it's a it's a great game
2: it it, it it certainly is it certainly is and and uh and and bless those guys for sticking with it themselves.
1: The, every time I see you know, the wonderful gamers out there and a game launches and it does poorly and they're like, oh, this is dying. I don't know why they're investing in it. They have to be crazy to keep doing this. Well, they don't realize is that you know that publisher or that developer is seeing all the data on the back end. They know how many people are playing the game, what the level of interaction is, regardless of, of the media coverage of it. Yeah, And that's what fuels a whole lot of this stuff. Do Do you think we're lined up more for, you know, small integrations like we're seeing with Dune and No Man's Sky versus the big total conversion? I mean, because historically the reason that there's such a disconnect between movies and the games that are made from them is because it takes a hell of a lot longer to make a game than it does to take a movie.
2: Yeah. And, and that that is true. Um, I would say that I would say that you know, and again, that that's been part of our process with uh, with, with binge that um, that that they've um, they've been a great partner because we're able to, to sh- say to them to, to tell them and to show them. More importantly, to show them what the game what the game looks like.
1: So, is it going to be based? in the original game or the sequel or where, where is it's, it's a, it place? is
2: based, it is based on, it is based in Citadel station, um, on, uh, based on the, you know, it would be very familiar to people that that know the system shock game.
1: Gotcha. So yeah, that answers my next question of, you know, what kind of carryovers and all that sort of, you know, is, because you mentioned the system shock future. So I'm going to assume, I mean the system shock universe. So I'm going to assume at some level, y'all have got plans for this IP down the road.
2: Um, so uh, you know, I, I I tell people all the time that um, that you know um, I answer every question that I'm that I'm asked. <laughs> um, as as long as you uh, as long as you uh, understand that um, that no comment is, is also an that, answer that counts as the question, I mean an answer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is because you all have been working on this
1: for a long time. And, and we have done you know several iterations of it and. There's multiple things that have come out, and you know, so, so, in the news, you don't invest that amount of time in something that you're going to one-off launch.
2: That's right. Uh, so I, I can I can tell people um, that once System Shock launches, our dev team will segue over to to System Shock two. That's as, as far as I can I can make a commitment now, but um, but that will be something that will be happening, assuming our loyal fans um, support us. So send money.
1: Yeah, I ain't worried
2: about the unmarked bills in a plain <laughs> envelope. <laughs> the,
1: that, that is the least least of my concerns.
2: So I mean, is there a uh, is there an updated time frame for the new launch? Uh, the uh, the game will come out when it's ready.
1: <laughs> Soon. There we
2: go. Soon TM. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Oh um. So, if y'all got any questions out there, even ones to listening to Discord
2: or, or so, Facebook, so I do wanna I do wanna circle back. Yeah. I do wanna circle back to something. Um, I don't know who asked about about sending their resume into uh, into Night Dive, but um, I'm I'm going to give some unsolicited advice. Um, but Jay, I think you're gonna I think this is gonna resonate for you as well. If if people out there are looking for a job at Night Dive or another studio, um, particularly at um, small to medium-sized independent studios i've got some great advice for you be a generalist don't focus just on one thing learn on uh, how to do um other things as well um because there will there will always be opportunities if you can if you can say well my, my main focus is is this but i also do that um, I'm I'm really an art guy, but um, I can help out with, with VFX. Um, if you're if you're looking for a job in, in management, um, if you want to go into you know in, into uh, into community management, um, it's great to say hey you know I want to manage your, your Discord server. I want to I want to um, you know stay in touch with your fans, but I also will will manage um, the social media. Um, and I can do metrics to take a look at, you know at, at numbers from uh, twitter or and Facebook and and your twitch channel. Um, those are those are all things that are that are really good. Um, I mentioned that um, that during you know my day job, um, I do a lot of work uh, on contracts. I mean, we have uh, a, a wonderful lawyer, a great law firm that we work with, but um, I usually, um, i I usually go between you know I, I will usually do a pre-review before it gets sent to the lawyer and say these are the areas that I'm concerned about. These are the things that I'm not concerned about, um, which is probably more important um, but I also do I also do a lot of spreadsheet stuff and a lot of forecasts. Um, so you know just just be a generalist try to learn as as wide a range of of skills as you possibly can.
1: Don't you think there should be some sort of like Common law law degree that people like you and I end up having. It's like no, I can't go work on your trust or your last will and testament. But for God's sakes, I've seen more contracts for publishing and, and licensing and distribution than most of the attorneys have. Same for you. We should get some sort of like little
2: asterisk, you know, beside it. Honorary degree, anything. I, I, mine says uh, not as dumb as he looks, but I, <laughs> but your point, your point, your point is well taken, Jay.
1: <laughs> uh rj on the discord answered our question for us the uh television show was defiance
2: ah thank you thank you thanks so much yes and it was and it was a great show i think it only made it two seasons um but but that said um that said it the the the, the synergy I hate using that word because it sounds like I should be wearing a suit when I say that. But, um, but the synergy between the video game and, uh, and, and the television show was absolutely extraordinary. I will say one thing about that. Um, and this, again, goes uh, our shift to, to more distributed everything. Um, one of the challenges when you, you know, everybody wants to sign get, get a, a show signed up by a major network, right? But when you're on a major network, um, you have to operate within their timeframes, right? If the show is on Thursday at 7 o'clock, next week there's going to be another episode on on Thursday. A, whether you're ready or not, <laughs> that, that's going to be on. Um, I always used to say, Jay, you know this, my, uh, my, my original background was, was in theater um you know i I always used to tell other actors you know when they say well gee i I just can't memorize this or i can't get that one scene down i was going to say on opening night the curtain's going to open whether you're ready or not (laughs) and and here we go folks um let me introduce you to the phrase fake it till you make it that's right that's right so so those are those you know those those are those challenges but if you're working with with smaller um companies um, if you're if you're promoting your stuff on on youtube on twitch which have enormous audience potential um there there isn't the same time frame you're not you're not bound by the, the same constraints
1: so this is what I love about having you on you know our conversations bounce from one thing to another despite what we were originally planning or even thought we were planning i want to touch on what you mentioned about Carly being a producer now in in line with what you were talking about in terms of being a generalist. I know the companies that I was at previously, we still don't see a lot of people coming out of school with a producer degree there are yeah. a few of them there's a you have a higher chance of getting one of those than finding a school that teaches the business and marketing of games but a lot actually all of the producers that we had you know at the publishing firm that I was at 10 years ago they all came out of QA basically yep. and yep. and you see a lot of that people coming into and getting into the production side of the industry from somewhere else,
2: so so that happens. That that the the possibility of that, and and again, I'm directing this to the audience. Um, first of all, I'll tell you exactly what Carly did, um, and how 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 Carly um, moved up the, the the chain. Carly was always the first person to say, "Do you need help with that?"
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Carly was also um, also had the ability to say. I don't know how to do that now, but give me a half an hour and I will. Um, uh, and that—that and, and is—that is, uh, that is uh, not only a talent, but that's that's a particular mindset that, that people have. Um, that's a, that's a great way to move up in the organization. I, I I'm I'm hesitant to recommend QA um, these days. Not at Night Dive. Our our QA manager Leo. Um, Um, is absolutely wonderful. And he is certainly part of the the management team and recognized that way. But I know a a lot of the the really big companies have had, there have been issues um, around the treatment of people in QA.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Our company was like super tiny. I mean, there was like eight of us. And so So. the the pipeline to producer at our publishing firm typically went, uh, you worked retail at GameStop, (laughs) <laughs> we went and bought something found out that you really knew your shit about games hired you as a QA person and then you know within like a, a two to three month period you were automatically bumped up to producer because we needed somebody to do it but it is very much a I, a soft skill wow. thing that, that I, can- I
2: I can't think of any position outside of qa that requires you to know everything about everything um you know qa a good qa manager and and again um our, our our friend leo is is perfect example of that works intimately with the directors uh with the developers with the producers um will will work on, you know, has knowledge of hardware as as well as, you know, not they don't have to be a, a programmer, but they have to have some insights into into how that works. And uh and liaises with with every person in the organization. Um so you know if, if you're looking to to break into the into the games business, you know, find yourself a, a small to mid um developer, publisher that's that's of interest to you and and work for their QA team. It, it's uh,
1: we had one of our interns this week as, talking about a job and, and they were looking at something at one of the big, big, big studios. And I was like, no, you don't want to go there. They're going to chew you up and spit you out.
2: Well, I remember they- I remember talking to one of our artists and talking about the ability to work on on anything in the game and, and saying, well, you know, you understand when you go to a triple A studio you don't get to work on on the archery stuff no no you get to work on the feathers on the arrow
1: <laughs> are they properly animated
2: and That's- you don't you don't talk to the guys on the bow team cuz you're in competition with them so you know you you get you get into those those kinds of things um really good organizations run flat and and people work from one area to to another
1: That's always my recommendation.
2: Uh, And I saw on Twitter, I think
1: it was last night, someone asking the question. And, you know, this question bugged me years ago as well. It's like, do you need that rubber stamp of a big studio on your resume to be successful in this industry long term? I argue that no, you don't. But I mean, do, how do you, how does that factor in these days? Do you- it, it,
2: it certainly helps. But you know what? We hire people. On we hire people. Um, first of all, in in our initial days, um, you know, Daniel Grayson was was the first employee at, at Night Dive beyond the, the founder and his wife, um, beyond Steve and Alex. Um, uh, Daniel uh, Daniel actually met Steve through Steam uh, by telling him um, how buggy the game that he had released you know, just released was and, uh, and that that Daniel could fix it. I'm not sure the conversation went that way. I think Daniel may have started off saying how buggy it was, or that there was a bug. And Steve just threw up his hands in frustration and said, Well, could you fix it? Or, um, Jay, um, we uh, we have this, you know, a quote in common, Um, we we don't need problem finders, we need problem solvers. Yes. Right? Uh, I use that that all the time. Um, But, uh, you know, he said, Sure. And and he became employee number one. Um, <laughs> that's an email you have
1: to send very carefully, though. You, you was, it, was, it, was actually, it was actually
2: yeah. it was actually chat on on Steam. Um, so so that's that's one thing. Um, Discord has been you know tremendous. We've been an early you know early Discord partner, but Discord has been has been tremendous in um, in allowing people to you know to interact with developers. I mean, I, I do that all the time on on uh, on Twitter as well um but you know so 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 those are those are 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 great ways to to break into the industry or at least to to find that out but you know once you're in um and you're going to start with an entry level position because you're entry level you know do ask what else can i help with when you do things when you're when you're successful things and even if you're not even if you're not in the industry yet if you're if you're participating in a game jam you know what sells? What sells a candidate more than than working at a AAA studio, walking in with a with a portfolio, and saying, "This is the work that I've done already." That is that's really compelling.
1: Sorry, I'm getting random messages here.
2: No, no, oh. you're, you're multitasking. Go
1: ahead. Anyway, I mean, we're we're running short on time, it, so it's it's kind of wrapping up anyway. But Larry, thank you, especially for coming on such short notice. But, you know, I'm very, I'm very excited for for you and Steven and the whole team. It's not a minor thing to one, be able to work on some of the classic franchises that you all do, but then be successful in bringing that over to, you know, other mediums. So a hearty congrats on that side.
2: Thank you, Jay. And we could not have done it without the support of a lot of people in the industry. And uh, that includes you uh, and uh, and and Dan as well and Indy as well. Um, and could not have done it without the support of our fans.
1: Well, as we leave you for today, what do you want to plug? What is coming up from Night Dive that everybody needs to know about and throw you their money for?
2: I'm um, very excited about, about Power Slave Exhumed, which will be uh, will be coming out. That is uh, a joint project. Um, Night Dive is doing the development work, um, but we work with our friends at uh, Throwback on that. I'm very excited about that coming out. And um, we have the console ports of Shadow Man um, coming soon, TM.
1: <laughs> when it when it's ready. <laughs>
2: Well, jay thanks always for hosting us and uh, and cheers to you and to the audience and, and thank you as well
1: dan can you
0: yeah let's, let's get it out of here thanks larry and if you want to che- well you should come on to discord discord.gg slash indie game business and for everything indie game business whether that's social medias or the website you want to learn about the conferencing just Google Indie Game Business. Do you want to announce the next conference, Jay? Yes. So our next Indie Game Business, this is our
1: ninth or 10th conference. Um, we've literally been doing this longer than anyone else in the industry. Uh, it's coming up the first through the third of December. We, as always, are looking for sponsors to help us roll these things out. But for all the devs out there, it's, it's a wonderful time to network and to meet You know, a lot of the publishers, pitch your games to them. Tickets start at a, you know, paltry 50 bucks. And here's the deal. If you are in a situation where you can't swing that 50 bucks and you've got a demo that you can show and you want to pitch to your publisher, message me, find me on Discord, drop me an email. I'll, I'll hook you up this we do this so you have these opportunities and we don't want to gatekeep any of that you know behind anything so uh, all of the sessions uh, as always at our conferences are completely free to watch you can go to our youtube page and see all of them uh but yeah it's coming up in about a month
0: very whoop excited. Whoop. that's exciting all right thanks so much and we will see you next time thanks everybody